Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. All right, the EFC announcement. The EFC is deeply concerned. Does anybody know what the EFC, EFC stands for? Evangelical Fellowship. Evangelical Fellowship of Churches. So it's the fellowship, the evangelical foundation of churches, all right? So this is very serious, actually, guys. The EFC is deeply concerned about this. It's assisted suicide and euthanasia policies and practices being implemented across the country. Earlier this month, an Ontario court ruled that physicians and medical practitioners do not, I said, do not have the freedom of conscience or religion to refuse to participate in assisting people to end their lives. We believe the freedom of conscience and religion needs to be defended and upheld. We have a three-minute video. Now, in this video, it doesn't tell you the things that you can do. So I wouldn't mind if the church, if we could figure out a way how to get that out there, because there are some websites you could click onto, some numbers you can call. And I mean, I think as a family, as a local body, as a, of a church, that we need to come together in unity and call and make a stand for the belief of Jesus, for what he's, he's already died so that we can live and have freedom no matter the situation and the trials and all the struggles, no matter. All right, so we got the video. It's called Make a Call for Conscience. We got that coming up right now. Well, I can't participate in assisted suicide for a couple of reasons. The first is I made a vow as a medical student 40 years ago that I would kill patients, okay? And I'm not willing to cross that line. Having, you know, suffered the anguish of losing someone to suicide, I think makes me feel even more strongly that participating in a suicide is the last thing I would want to do. If I'm going to refer a client for a procedure or perform or assist with a procedure, it means I'm participating and endorsing that this procedure is good for the patient. Any referral that I make, I have to believe in. I have to believe that I am helping the patient with that. Um, And if I don't, I would just be, I'd be betraying myself and my patient. Our role as psychiatrists is to search for hope and to be there for clients to be able to see where they do not see and uh, to be able to direct them to to the light, to the hope that, uh, that they may not be seeing at the moment. I'm never going to not see a patient because they're asking for something that I don't feel comfortable giving. I'm not going to treat them any differently. I'm still going to treat them. I'm still going to explore options with them. I'm just not going to perform to do something that I feel is unethical. I don't think conscience is merely just an opinion. It's part of who you are as a physician, as a clinician, as a person. When I hear someone say that physicians should leave their morality at home, I don't think they mean I should leave my honesty or my compassion. What they want me to leave at home is certain moral opinions that happen to disagree with them. Physicians 
they're made up of a broad range of people. Every patient I interact with has different views and beliefs on a variety of different things. I have different views and beliefs than my colleagues do, so I think it's just a matter of interacting with our patients in a respectful manner and being open to their thoughts and opinions and communicating ours in a respectful manner as well. What's at stake here is the future of Christians and other people of conscience. Their role in healthcare is at stake here. Without conscience rights, we are going to lose many valuable members of the medical profession. I know that I will not compromise my conscience, that no job is worth, uh, worth that, um, but I hope that I won't have to make that, uh, that final sacrifice. I don't think the only way to ensure access for patients is to force physicians to go against their conscience. I would like for all of us to come together to protect and support our healthcare practitioners, uh, their ability to do their work without loss of their conscience. If they don't hear from people who are concerned about this and don't know that there's support out there, um, the politicians representing us will have a really hard time standing up for what we believe and um, standing up for what we think is the right thing here. All right, you all may be seated. Who is excited for the word? Yeah, all right. Well, I just want to just say, Pastor Rick, I saw Pastor Rick yesterday before they went away to Israel, and he just said that he wants to give you all, say hello, and he sends his love to you all. I was actually doing his hair Saturday in the morning before he went, and he said, please make sure that I said hello to everybody, and I'm sure Pastor Kathy also said the same thing. All right, so who is ready for the word once again? You guys excited? Who's ready for Valentine's Day? Thank you, honey. I am excited for Valentine's Day. <laughs> My wife got the biggest cheer today. So I got something special. I know that's coming up soon. I'm probably talking about food, y'all. Keep your minds keep your minds where they should be. There's kids in this service. Although you kids should be in kids' church because this is a Valentine's Day special message. No, it's not that special, but it's special because God... Anyways. <laughs> So before I get into the message, and I'm going to tell you, give you an outline of the message right away, kind of an outline, and then we'll just break it all down. So we, we have a heart. You've been singing the songs about love and a heartbeat and follow and know the heartbeat. And there's all different types of hearts that we get out there. We have Valentine's Day hearts with the big, cute hearts. And I used to love Valentine's Day as a kid. In fact, I still do. It's actually my third favorite holiday other than Easter and Christmas. I love Valentine's Day because it's all about love. And I'm not just talking about love just for your spouse. What I loved about Valentine's Day is not only those cheesy cards and like, you know, like you send out a Spider-Man card and it says, I web you and, you know, because web and that was bad. That was bad. And, and I just made that up. I don't even know if they have I web you on a Valentine's Day. They should if they don't. They do? They, they do. Oh, thank you. They do. Well, I can't make any money off that card. So anyways, I love Valentine's Day card, although I still don't understand why um, Cupid was chosen to represent Valentine's Day because I don't find there being any romance in a short, chubby toddler coming at you with a weapon. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been in toddler's class and I just pass on by all the time. In fact, when Jen and myself used to volunteer 
in uh, children's church about 20-some years ago. We did quite a bit of the classes, but I always skipped toddlers because I, I saw how fully loaded their diaper was, and I seen them swinging around all the toys, and it wasn't a pleasant sight. I'd be like, I'll smell you later. I'll go up to this grade instead, and then I'll move up to the youth later on because it's not that great. So I don't understand how they figured a toddler would be representing for Valentine's Day. So we got that type of heart, the romance and all that stuff. And we also have, we also have our own heart, you know, the one that beats, boom, 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 boom. My grandmother used to always say when her heart was beating or if it was beating a little bit too fast, she'd be like, my heart, it the beats. She's a very old, beautiful Italian lady. She's with the Lord right now. And my sister-in-law, who was a smart aleck, she used to be like, that's a good thing that it beats. And it is a good thing that it beats. But sometimes we got to pay attention to why it beats. So the heart that I'm talking about today is the heart, that spiritual part of us where our emotions and our desires dwell. This is the heart, the biblical heart, in a sense, the spiritual part of us where our emotions and desires dwell. And this spiritual part of us where our emotions and desire dwell, it does affect our romance, the Valentine's romance, passion stuff. And it also affects our heart in here, our main heart. Because we have a heart. Biblically, we have a heart, a spiritual part of us where our desires and emotions dwell. But let me ask you this. When your emotions go a little rampant or you get a little upset, what happens to your heart? Boom, 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 boom. So it does beat, and that's a good thing. But why is it beating? And what is causing that beat for it to beat like that? You're going to hear the word beat a lot. I'm just going to go use it over and over today. So get used to it. Or, or sometimes when you get a revelation from God, you get a good word, like hopefully today, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit stirs something inside your spiritual heart, and then your own heart, boom, 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 boom. It starts beating faster. Am I, is somebody with me right now? Does that ever happen when you work out, when you exercise? Boom, 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 boom. Whew, I need to take a break or I could keep on going. I know what's going on with my heart. And it's an indication of what's going on with inside of you. And this spiritual heart of ours affects both sides of the hearts. This spiritual heart is our desires and our emotions, but it's what makes us tick. That's what this biblical heart means. It's, what's, it, what, it's what makes us tick. These desires form decisions. So these desires that are inside of us forms decisions that establishes or creates in who we become. So if we're listening to the beat of something, if something that is, comes into our inner, inner spirit heart, it's going to cause us to have a decision on something and then we start becoming that thing. God has a heart. We all know God has a heart for God said, I choose David now to be king over Israel for he is a man after my heart. God is saying, David is a man after my heart, God's heart. So God has a heart. God also has desires and emotions inside of him too. But the greatest thing, family, about God's heart, this is a beautiful thing. His desires and his emotions never steer wrong, never go off course. They never go in the wrong direction. They're always on the right path. So my question is, do we listen? Do we follow the beat of God's heart? Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Because what we follow 
is going to be a desire and an emotion in us. And that desire will form a decision and that decision will become who we are. Because the Bible says that our hearts in Jeremiah is corrupt. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The human heart, the Bible says, the human heart in our fallen state. So for any newbies over here in our fallen state, because of Adam and Eve, they sinned. We have the sin in us in our fallen state before Jesus Christ, before accepting Jesus Christ and being free from that in our own human heart. And we still got to be careful as Christians. We know this because we can let that human heart take over, be the sound. Boom, 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 boom. Just to let you guys know, when I go this side, it's God's heart. When I go this side, not saying that you guys are the bad people. You <laughs> Thanks. I'm just trying to make it clear for us. Boom, 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 boom. And what's coming in? Because our natural fallen state, our heart, is evil and treacherous. Who can know it? And the Bible says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So it's so important, family, that we guard our heart. Because when we guard our heart, we're making sure that we're listening to boom, 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 boom. Because when we listen to God, it affects our romance our desires, our passion. It affects our inner heart, our real physical heart. And, and I could tell you a story of how Jen and myself met since Valentine's Day is coming and our hearts were beating. They were beating fast. And since I'm up here, I get to tell you the way that I remember it, the way that I perceived it. Please turn off Jen's mic over there. So this is a story at least about 22 years ago Little old innocent me coming in, <laughs> coming into hairdressing school, sitting down. And I remember I was sitting down and there's chairs everywhere, mirrors everywhere. And I was sitting with these girls. And let me just tell you, if there's any single guys in here, young single people, you want to get into hairdressing school. Okay? I was the only guy there with a bunch of women. Not that they meant anything to me at all. But I'm just saying for you, if you want to meet somebody, <laughs> I'm just going to stop there because I could go so many things to say about that. So anyways, I'm sitting there. And, you know, I'm just sitting there talking to these girls. And at the corner of my eye, I see Jen. There was two rooms. There's our room and another room. The other room was more for experienced people. But for some reason, even when I was experienced, I always stayed in that side of the room. But anyways... I was on this side, and Jen came across, out of the door. There's a big door entrance, and she came through it. And at the corner of my eye, I could see her. And I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I didn't even fully look at her, but you know those senses we all have. Somebody attractive coming by boom, when you're single. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and, and I was like, be cool, Michael. Be cool. Don't tell her you love her and you want to marry her off the first bat, right? Right when you talk to her, don't say how beautiful she is right away. Be cool. Act like she's not that pretty. Boom, 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 boom. You know, she's smiling. Her cheekbones, all oh, her cheekbones. And it's boom, 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 boom. And finally, I looked up after I calmed down. Boom, 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 boom. And Jen, she didn't learn how to calm down because I could tell by the look in her eyes. They were like, aruga, aruga, 
if we were cartoon characters, right? Her heart was like boom, 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 boom. I'm like, I got this. This is, I got this. I was like smoldering with a look that, you know, we men know how to get our wives to do something so they could do what we want. I'm talking about food once again. Keep your minds in, in the safe zone over here. And, and I was peacocking it. I was like, brr, brr, I'm a peacock. I'm a peacock, y'all. Brr, brr. And I'm just peacocking it. She had no chance. She comes up to me. She talks to me. And the rest is history. She married me. We have wonderful kids. We've been almost married for 20 years now. And that's the way I remember. I also remember there's... Like, wow, if she was a female peacock, I can go, karate kid style, bird style point of view. And, and that's the way I remember it. If you want to find out the truth, we're in church, y'all. Talk to Jen later. But that's a beat that has to come from somewhere. And sometimes we can have these passions and desires, and the beat is coming from our own human nature heart, from something else. Boom, 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 boom. Married people think that they're supposed to marry somebody else. Boom, 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 boom. Kids think that they could just talk back. People, we just do bad in our jobs because we think we expect things more. Boom, 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 boom. And this is the heart that I'm talking about. What beat are we following? It's a good thing that it beats, but what is it beating to? And where is that beat coming from? Can I do a little bit teaching today, guys? I might not spit today. I might not just preach it. But I think I'm going to do a little bit of style of teaching. Is that okay? Are you guys all with me today? So if you could turn to 1 Samuel 15. Now, before we get into 1 Samuel 15, 12, before this verse, God had um, anointed King Saul as the first king of Israel. Samuel was the prophet. So he went over to king and he's like, ooh, you're so tall, dark, and handsome. Surely you must be king. And he was going to be king. And he was a pretty good king for a while. He was humbled and all that. But then after something happened, boom, 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 boom. And God asked Saul to do something very pacific, to obey him. And he asked King Saul to wipe out all of their enemies, the Amalekites, all of them. See, because these Amalekites, back in the day when, when the, the Hebrews, the Israelites were crossing the Red Sea, the Amalekites, well, they didn't let them come over to the promised land, cross over their path to get to the promised land. And God is saying, it is time to wipe out all the sin that has been holding you back from the promises that I have called you to go to. And that's just like in our lives. Because I could relate to this. There's, this is what I tell myself when I think I'm doing something. I'm like, man, am I pulling a King Saul? Or am I going to pull a David, a man after God's own heart? And that's something that I want you, family, to also resonate in your heart when you do things. Am I pulling a King Saul or am I pulling a David, a man after God's own heart? Boom, 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 boom. So Saul, he didn't wipe out all this sin. And Samuel now had to confront him. So we're going to go off to verse 12. Early in the morning, Samuel got up and went to meet Saul. But he was told Saul had gone to Carmel. There he had set up, Saul had set up a monument in his own honor and has turned down and gone down to Gilgal. So right there, after the battle, Saul builds a monument 
in his own honor, giving the praises and the honor to himself, giving the glory to himself. Hey, look at me, everybody. We did a great thing. Now let's just honor me and praise me. And look at this beautiful statue or whatever he was building up there, right? When Samuel reached him, Saul said, the Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. Well, Saul, really have you? But Samuel said, what then is this bleeding of the sheep? This, bah, I was about to sound like a cow there for a second in my ears. And what is this lowing of cattle? Moo, that I hear. Saul answered, the soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep, man, the best, the best cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God, Samuel. But we totally destroyed the rest. Enough, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Now, this is the part where Saul, I really believe that he actually believed what he did was right. Because he goes to Samuel, and he's so deceived, but he's lying in the first place. But his lie became him, so he became the lie because our heart, this thing that is in spiritually inside of us, that is our deepest desires and our emotions, those desires become our decisions, and those decisions create who we become. So he had these desires to lie and to deceive and to justify. And all of a sudden, he starts becoming those because boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Are you with me, family? So there he was, and he's becoming the lie. First he goes, I did what the Lord's instructions were to do. Tell me, Saul replied, like he had nothing going on, like he did nothing wrong. And even if he did, he'll just justify it, make excuses for it, because boom, 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 boom. He became that. Those decisions, what he decided to do, became him from a beat of something or someone else. Samuel said, Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. Although you were once small, although you once were humbled and thankful and grateful, although you bowed down to the Lord and you were once small, did he not lift you up? But now, Saul, you lift yourself up? And I, and I relate to Saul because I've pulled this before. I get to somewhere you finally meet the girl of your dreams. Lord, please help me. I beg of you. Let me marry her. And you're both single, by the way. Let me marry her. I will treat her so respectfully. I will care for her. I will love her. I will honor you. I will love her the way that boom, 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 you love her. Lord God, help me. Five, ten years later, your wife, where's my dinner? <laughs> And then we're building monuments for ourselves as if marriage is just to please ourselves and get what we want out of it. Kids come along, you want kids, but then we don't spend time with the kids. Work comes along, we can't wait for this job, but then we think we should be in higher positions and we just think the boss is an idiot. But yet at one time we were so low of ourselves, we were so humble of ourselves, giving God the glory, but now we're just building a monument for ourselves. And then what happens? Boom, 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 boom. We become this lion and we think we deserve it. We think a wife should do what we ask them to do. We think we should get the position that we should get to from the job because we deserve it. And we become this without even realizing it. And we think it's okay. And I know, and I know you're looking at me like, like, you might feel guilty, and I'm not here to make you feel guilty or condemn you, but I'm just saying, I've been there. 
And every now and then, I still need to pay attention and still put my ear, put my heart, be a man after God's own heart so that I don't walk that way. Every day, we got to pick up our cross, family. Every single day, pick up your cross. Come and lean on him and let him guide you and lead you on the path. Boom, 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 boom. His love, boom, boom, is the beat. Our rhythm is following the beat. I know I don't got that much rhythm right now, but I'm saying his heart, his heartbeat is love. And when we walk and when we have some rhythm, where are you dancing to? Is your rhythm over here or is your rhythm for God? And these are the questions that we need to ask ourselves every single day. And then, and then, and then he said, the Lord has anointed you king over Israel. He has anointed you. He has anointed you, he has anointed you, he has anointed you, he has anointed me, he has anointed them, he has chosen you, he has chosen you. He has chosen us so that we can rise up and listen to his beat and be the people that he has called us to be, family. He has chosen you for so now, from now on, we no longer want to listen to the beat of our deceitful heart. We don't want to listen to the beat of the world or what the world has to say. I now, because Lord, you have chosen me. I come up. I rise up through the flame, through the ashes, and you created something beautiful in me that I will be calling your name, that I will listen to your beat, and I will allow it to come into my spiritual heart. And I will make the decisions based on your emotions, based on your desires, and I will walk in the ways of the Lord, and I declare that over me and over all of you today. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. His love, his love. Our rhythm is following the beat. Because when there's a beat, you're going to follow the beat. But what beat are we following? I asked you, go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce? And this pounce means to fly, to scream. But not to scream like, oh, he's so beautiful. No, it means to scream greedily. And like, like just you want everything and you're just greedy and you want it and you want it so bad and your heart's boom, 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 boom. Because you want it for just yourself. To dart greedily, to swoop upon, to rush upon, to hold on to it as a bird with prey. On the plunder to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. And then we'll go on. We'll just skip some of this. So Samuel says, Saul says, but I did obey the Lord. I went out of the mission and that the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back, and brought back King Agag. So Saul is saying, I completely destroyed the Amalekites, but I brought back their king. I don't know about that one. I didn't steal the whole pack of gum. I just took one piece. I, I didn't cheat on my wife. I just made out with her, this other girl. I'm not, that, that, that's not cheating. I completely did what the Lord asked me to do. I'm not sleeping with her. I, I, I completely followed this part, this part that you want me to be obedient in, Lord God. But this part I didn't follow, but I completely did what you did, but I, you know, I just skipped out this stuff. You could fill in the blanks because we all have those types of things. But myself as a Christian and not, not as a pastor, I'm telling you as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus Christ, my goal and the joy that is set before me is just boom, 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 boom. 
His desires, his emotions is going to cause for my decisions, which will cause me to do what he wants to do, and I will become more like Christ. And that's what King Saul was missing the point, kept justifying it, making excuses after excuses. He said the soldiers took the sheep and the cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God, at Gilgal. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience, everybody say obedience, obedience. is better than sacrifice. And everybody say, say submission, submission is better than offering the fat of the ram. See, a sacrifice was a ritual transaction deal back then, an arrangement between a person and God that demonstrated a relationship between them. So the sacrifice is supposed to, supposed to demonstrate a relationship. But there's no sacrifice and no relationship if the person was not truly repentive or truly did not love God. So when we're raising our hands, when we're singing to the Lord, when we're doing what we think we should be doing, when it's not based on love, it means nothing. It's hollow. And God is saying obedience is better than sacrifice because it's boom, 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 L-O-V-E. And the rhythm is the obedience. It's his love that causes us to be obedient. And then we also do the sacrifice. But it's all about his heart beat. Are you getting something out of this today, family? And that's what we need to realize. I will follow the beat of his word, and I will walk in his obedience. And then, and then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I did. And I did. I messed up. But can you please come with me? Come with me and pray with me. See, Saul still, when you just keep reading the whole text, read it for yourself when you get home. Saul just cared about Samuel being with him to look good. As long as the man of God is with me coming to pray, everybody will still think God is for me, God is with me, and I'm good because I really care what the people think. Because later, King Saul says right after that, listen, I did all that. I gave the, all the, the people those, the good of the sheep and the good of the cattle because I was afraid of what they do to me. I want to please them and honor them. I'm here to tell you, somebody, somebody in the house needs to hear this. It's not about pleasing somebody if you're not pleasing the Lord. Listen, I would rather have the applause of God Almighty, one clap from him, than a thousand to ten thousand applauses from someone or something else. Because the clap of God is far greater, is far louder, is far more joyful than the clap of a thousand others. I will rather hear the heartbeat of our God. Boom, 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 and hear his clap. Hear his applause because his applause is for me and not against me. His applause will cause me to walk on the path of righteousness, of goodness, of joy, of peace, of patience. It's his love. It's the heartbeat of God for he is love and his love is in us to give us strength and power. Come on, somebody. Somebody's got to give a praise to Jesus and just thank him that he has died for us and has set us free. Paul goes on to say in 1 Corinthians, Mitchell and Tulu read it today. They read it today. This is our verse for the, the week. 1 Corinthians 13, if I could speak of all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I mean, that's, that's amazing. If I could speak all the different languages, all the languages, think about all the languages, 
I mean, if you could speak Spanish, single men, you wouldn't have a problem picking up somebody. If you could speak Portuguese, Italian, French, um, if you could have the accent of the Brits, I mean, that's pretty cool. If you could have an accent of an Australian, wow. Talk about getting anybody you want, right? Those Australians and their accents, or the Jamaicans, come on. If you could speak of any type of language, and the best, of course, is Italian, but we'll just go from, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's not really. <laughs> Anyways, if you could speak of all this, but if you could even speak the language of angels, I mean, this is us on earth. Paul is not saying when you're up in heaven. He's saying it while you're here on earth, speaking all these languages. That's amazing. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all the knowledge, wow, all the knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. I'd be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Now, you need to know something, family. These Corinthians, they needed some help. They needed a lot of help because back in the day, even before Paul got there, Corinth was a sin city, worse than probably Vegas. It had prostitutes galore, wine cellars galore. There's drinking and fornication and, and perversion and everything, you name it, was at Corinth. And these people at Corinth, what they would do is they would, they would worship these fake gods because they had all these other gods from all the different cultures, the gods of Egypt, the gods of Greek themselves, the gods of Rome. All of them, all of them. And they go out on the streets and they dance and they party and they'd have their, their gong and they'd have their cymbals and they got the beat going on and they're just singing and they're worshiping to all these fake gods just... That was just to wake somebody up when you're sleeping. Don't sleep during Pastor Michael's message. And I approve this message, all right? And they were just banging and clanging and jumping and having the rhythm. And they were just looking all good. But it was hollow. It was pointless. It meant nothing because they're worshiping fake gods. No name God, small g. They're worshiping. What were you worshiping? Nothing. <laughs> Bang the cymbal some more. Come on. Let's keep on doing the same old thing. And they're just worshiping and doing the same old thing. And Paul is saying to the Corinthians because they knew about this. So it was close to home with them. That when you do that, when you worship, when you praise, when you believe you can move mountains, you're wasting time if you don't have love in you. See, because these Corinthians, they were kind of battling, right? They just heard about Jesus Christ and they're trying to follow Jesus Christ and they were struggling. They were being jealous of each other. They're saying, who's a better preacher? They're being, there's fornication still going around. So they're believing in miracles. They're believing in faith that can move mountains. They're believing in speaking in tongues. They're believing all this stuff. But what good is it if you're not following the beat of the Lord? Boom, 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 boom. See, they were going boom, 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 boom. But I have faith. Boom, 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 boom. But I believe. Boom, 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 boom. I love, I, I got, I, I'm going to do this, Lord. Boom, 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 boom. Do you really love the Lord when you're going boom, 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 boom? I mean, we say we do, but if we really love the Lord, we're going to hear boom, 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 boom. And we're not just going to bang the symbols and we're not just going to do it for nothing. It's going to mean something. And sometimes, sometimes, and, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, 
I've been there 20 years of marriage almost, and there were times when I was listening to the beat of someone else's drum, the beat of something else, and I was banging my cymbals, thinking I was doing it out of, out of sacrifice, and look at me, God, I'm still trying, I'm still doing it, and we got a little scene over here, as you can see, we got a, the restaurant scene, do you guys mind, can we have a little fun in church today, is that okay, this is going to be a little fun, wow, time goes by fast when you're having fun, so I need, I needed this scene, I'm not going to play this scene, because I'm not an actor, I am not. I always wanted to be, but I just don't have the gift and the talent for that, and, and I'm okay with it. So I need a, an actor, not only just any actor, the best-looking guy in here to play me. Thank you. Who said that? Who said? Shane, Shane, you're sitting up here. He's an actor. Everybody give it up for Shane. Thank you. I like your necklace. Yeah, I like yours too. Oh, thanks. It's a coincidence. That is. Yeah. That's nice. He looks a little bit more buffed, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, Shane, so this is the deal. We're friends. We've been out. You know my little quirks, my styles, the way I move, the way I act yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I need you to play me in this scene. Is that okay? I'm you. You're me. You exactly. Well, okay. let's not okay. let him get in. Okay. All right. Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm Michael Icabelli. How are you doing? All right. No, no, selfie, selfie, no, selfie. no. <laughs> Stop that. Don't put Wait, that on shirt later. just make sure I look good, Bill, by, before you, you send it. All right. Now, I knew I shouldn't have called you up here. All right. Come up over here, please. Oh, am, I, am I more realistic? Yes, more realistic. Oh, okay. This is the restaurant Realism. scene. Yep. Restaurant scene. This is going to be a part where Jen and myself are at dinner. See, here's the thing, family. We could be at a restaurant, and you could be going out with your wife. What are you? Mm. You're beautiful, Michael. <laughs> You're good. What? That's what you do. No, I did that once when we went out. Once. And yeah. you're making me live it for the rest of my life. Uh, okay. All right. More realistic. Just more realistic. More Just realistic. be me at a restaurant. Okay. Things that we do at a restaurant. Okay. All right. uh, oh, yeah. Oh, get that. Oh. How's stop. It, how's it look? <laughs> stop. There you go. Just stop. 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 For one, Shane, you bring a compact with you wherever you go. Compact. Oh. You know, who brings a large hairspray to a restaurant? Seriously, y'all. Come on, Shane. You know what? Take this. Out. Oh. Cut. Okay. Out. All right. I'm going to play myself. Is that okay if I just play myself in this scene? Trying to get somebody to play the role that God has called you to play? What do you want, Shane? <laughs> All right. Service dismissed. Have fun, y'all. Be, be blessed. So with that, I know it just smells like my bathroom when I get up in the morning when I get ready for church. Not from Jen, from my hair, okay? You think this takes like five minutes? Jen, can you please come up? Everybody give it up for my lovely wife, Jen. I'm going to hold her hand because it looks good. I'm going to pull the chair because it looks good. We got to do everything. I'm going to scoot you in just a little bit there, honey bunny. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So this restaurant scene, see, we go out to the restaurants. We can do all this stuff, and we go out, and we try to do what we're supposed to do because we go to the marriage seminars, and we go to all these classes and what we need to do. And those are for later, honey. And, and as you notice, it says 20 because it's almost 20 years. But we go to all these things, right? And sometimes I've been there. We've been to restaurants, and we go there not actually fully enjoying the moment because your mind is boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. So if you can't, that's cool. If you can, if you can, DJ, set me up some nice romantic music, please. 
chicken! I'm not a chicken! No, no, stop it! Don't encourage him! Don't encourage him. I'm not a chicken. I'm a peacock. Brrr, brrr. Let me be a peacock. I need some romantic music, please. Have a seat, honey. It's all good. It's all good. You're so romantic. I love you. I love you. All right, there's that scene right there. <laughs> Help her down because it looks good. Help her down once more because it looks good. Do a twirl because it looks even better. And have a seat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you thought I had any dignity or coolness left in me, it's gone from this message. I'll tell you that much. Whew, that was exhausting, Pastor Jacob. Thank you for, for the music, DJ. Um, so here's my point. Here's my point. When, when Samuel said, come with me, Samuel. I mean, so when Saul said, come with me, Samuel. Come worship with me. King Saul was hiding behind someone or something. Shane, I'm sorry. You can't play me because only I can play myself. I love you. But I can't hide behind my mommy or my daddy because they serve Jesus Christ. God has chosen you, young one. And he's called you to serve him. So it's time to stop hiding behind your pastor. It's time to stop hiding behind WCF. It's time to stop hiding just behind the, the worship music. My hands are out, but my heart is boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. It's time to stop hiding behind your job and you think your job is, is the heartbeat of your life. Boom, 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 boom. Because then what happens? Our decisions creates or establishes and we become it. And we start becoming those lies and we start believing in the deception and we start becoming it. Boom, 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 boom. Can I tell you something? I don't care if my rhythm looks off because if my rhythm is from the beat of God, boom, 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 I'm okay with it. I'm okay if the world thinks it looks foolish. I'm okay if the world thinks it looks like I'm an idiot or I'm stupid. I'm okay with it because I am following the beat of God who came and died for me because Jesus is law. And the law of Christ is love. Because if we walk in that love, that boom, 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 we will follow his commandments. We will follow it. And we will seek it. We will be like David. Oh, Lord, how I love your commandments, which I love. I delight in your laws, which I love. This is being a man after God's own heart. So if I fumble, if I stumble, if I fall, I'm going to keep on seeking the Lord. And I'm going to keep on believing in the Lord. And my heartbeat will always belong to the Lord. And his beat will be in me. His L-O-V-E. 
L-O-V-E. And I will walk in O-B-D-ins. O-B-D-ins. I wonder if Saul could just take a step back. If he could just take a step back. And he realized what he was doing was just banging those cymbals. Banging those gongs. And if I realize that, you know what, King Saul, you're not as high as you think you are. Instead, if you could really take a look at your rhythm, the world thinks looks good, you're really just dancing like this. In the spiritual sense. You ever see, right? Woo! I'm looking good, man. I can dance. I don't know why I'm looking like I'm peeing like a dog on a tree. But you know what I mean? If he could just... I can dance. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Because here's the thing. You could be at a restaurant. You could be married for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And you got some girl you're looking at. And it's boom, boom. Boom, boom. And then your own heart. Boom, 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 you look to your wife, flatline, beep, 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 beep. How do you get that back? How do you get that back? Because we went through it. We went through it. Can I be honest with you? Can I be real with you? We went through it. And the only way the only reason I love my wife more and more and more each day, the only reason I still love those cheekbones, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She is by far the most beautiful woman, but, but physical attraction, all that stuff, it doesn't last all the time. Not saying it won't last in her, I'm talking about it in our hearts. It's his beat. Boom, 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 boom. And his love, his beat in me, his beat which is going to cause me to have a rhythm and walk in obedience for his love. That's why I love him more and more each day. Do you know what agape love means? It's choosing to do the will of the Father, of God, to preferring his choices, his ways, his desires. And sometimes marriage is tough. Sometimes jobs are tough. Sometimes raising your kids are tough. But agape love keeps me from going, keeps me from not falling, but keeps me from still following the Lord and keeps me from just loving her more and more each day. And yes, can I tell you, can I be honest with you about something else? This is very personal. Sometimes being married for 20 years, let me tell you, sometimes sex is like hot, nice pizza, but sometimes it's like cold pizza. It's still good, but it's not as hot as I would have liked it that day. Guess what? It's going to happen. Get over it, man. It's not a time to leave your spouse just because you're having cold pizza that night. Believe me, if you follow the heartbeat of God, boom, 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 you'll have those passions and those desires, and you'll have some hot pizza. Come on, somebody. Don't act like, like your pizza is warm and delicious all the time. You know what I mean by pizza. Because we could do, we could, we could have boom, 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 and do all the same moves because we've been married for a long time and I know all the moves that she likes and she knows all the moves that I like and we could just go on about it and on about it. But there's no passion, no desire and then that starts becoming us because we've made a decision that those desires and those emotions, those desires are going to become our decisions and now we're living in a passionateless marriage. 
I'm telling somebody's got to stand up and say, not today. Today I know I've been married for long. And today I, I felt like the marriage was over, but not today. Boom, 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 boom. It's Valentine's Day, y'all, on Wednesday. It doesn't matter if we don't get the flowers or the, the dinner. What matters is that you just truly love your spouse. What matters is that you truly love your children. What matters is that you just obey the Lord and come humbly before the Lord. And be a man after God's heart. Amen? Did you receive something today? Pastor Jacob, can we just worship one more time to the Lord God of Most High, to the one that we want to follow his beat. Boom, 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 boom. Did you receive something, family? Take it home. Believe it. Hear the heartbeat of God and take it with you.